We celebrate today Palm Sunday. Our celebrant is our pastor, Father Otis, and he is assisted by Deacon Brian. We are mindful to check our cell phones that they're on silent or off. If you will take your missalette to page 17, the Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord begins on page 17, and we will sing the antiphon. If you will please stand and face the back of the church. Until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today, we gather together to herald with the whole church the beginning of the celebration of the Lord's Paschal Mystery. That is to say, his Paschal Mystery and his Passion and Resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and in his life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, Sanctify these branches with your blessing that we who follow Christ, the King of exaltation, may reach the eternal Jerusalem through him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus proceeded on his journey up to Jerusalem as he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples. He said, Go into the village opposite you, and as you enter, you will find a colt tethered on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone should ask you, why are you untying it? You answer, 
the master has need of it. So those who had been sent off, who had been sent, went off and found everything just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying this colt? They answered, the master has need of it. So they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks over the colt, and helped Jesus to mount. As he rolled along, rode along, the people were spreading their cloaks on the road. And now, as he was approaching the slope of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to praise God aloud with joy for all the mighty deeds they had seen. They proclaimed, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He said in reply, I tell you, if they kept silent, the stones will cry out. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, like the crowds who acclaimed Jesus in Jerusalem, let us go forth in peace. In the red hymn book, number 483, All Glory, Lord, and Honor. In the red hymn book, 483. Yeah. 
A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has given me a well-trained tongue, that I might know how to speak to the weary, a word that will rouse them. Morning after morning, he opens my ear that I may hear, and I have not rebelled, have not turned back. I gave my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. My face I did not shield from buffets or spitting. The Lord God is my help, therefore I am not disgraced. I have set my face like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lots. But 
letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
words of this, God greatly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at table with the apostles. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I shall not eat it again until there is fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, that from this time on, I shall not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which will be given for you. Do this in memory of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which will be shed for you. And yet, behold, the hand of the one who is to betray me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man indeed goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to debate among themselves, and among them would do such a deed. Then an argument broke out among them about which of them should be regarded as the greatest. He said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are addressed as benefactors. But among you it shall not be so. Rather, let the greatest among you be as the youngest, and the leader as the servant. For who is greater? the one seated at table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one seated at table? I am among you as one who serves. It is you who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer a kingdom on you. Just as my Father has conferred one on me, that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom, and you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to shift all of you like wheat. But I prayed that your own faith may not fail. And once you have been turned back, you must strengthen your brothers. He said to him, Lord, I am prepared to go to prison and to die with you. But he replied, I tell you, Peter, before the cock crows this day, you will deny me three times that you know me. He said to them, When I sent you forth 
without a money bag or a sack or sandals? Were you in need of anything? They replied, he said to them, but now one who has a money bag should take it and likewise a sack. And one who does not have a sword should sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. Namely, he was counted among the wicked and indeed what is written about me is coming to fulfillment. Then they said, But he replied, It is enough. Then going out, he went as was his custom to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not undergo the test. After withdrawing about a stone's throw from them and kneeling, he prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, Take this cup away from me. Still, not my will, but yours be done. And to strengthen him, an angel from heaven appeared to him. He was in such agony, and he prayed so fervently that he, his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and returned to his disciples, he found them sleeping from grief. He said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not undergo the test. While he was still speaking, a crowd approached, and in front was one of the twelve, a man named Judas. He went up to Jesus to kiss him. Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? His disciples realized what was about to happen, and they asked, And one of them struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said in reply, Stop! No more of this! Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. And Jesus said to the chief priests and temple guards and elders who had come for him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? Day after day I was with you in the temple area. And you did not seize me, but this is your hour, the time for the power of darkness. After arresting him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter was following at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter sat down with them. When a maid saw him seated in the light, she looked intently at him and said, but he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A short while later, someone else saw him and said, You too are one of them? But Peter answered, My friend, I am not. About an hour later, still another insisted. But Peter said, My friend, I do not know what you are talking about. Just as he was saying this, a cock crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. 
He went out and began to weep bitterly. The men who held Jesus in custody were ridiculing and beating him. They blindfolded him and questioned him, saying, And they reviled him in saying many other things against him. When day came, the council of elders of the people met, both chief priests and scribes, and they brought him before the Sanhedrin. They said, But he replied to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I question, you will not respond. But from this time on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And all asked. He replied to them, You say that I am. Then they said, Then the whole assembly of them arose and brought him before Pilate. They brought charges against him, saying, Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He said to him in reply, You say so. Pilate then addressed the chief priests and the crowds. I find this man not guilty. But they were adamant and said, <coughs> On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man, the man was a Galilean. And upon hearing that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was in Jerusalem at that time. Herod was very glad to see Jesus. He had been waiting to see him for a long time, for he had heard about him, and he had been hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at length, but he gave him no answer. The chief priests and scribes, meanwhile, stood by accusing him harshly. Herod and his soldiers treated him contemptuously and mocked him, and after clothing him in resplendent garb, he said he sent him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate became friends that very day, even though they had been enemies formerly. Pilate then summoned the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought this man to me and accused him of inciting the people to revolt. I have conducted my investigation in your presence and have not found this man guilty of the charges you have brought against him, nor did Herod, for he sent him back to us. So no capital crime has been committed by him. Therefore, I shall have him flogged and then release him. But altogether they shouted out. Now Barabbas had been in prison for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for murder. Again, Pilate addressed them, still wishing to release Jesus, but they continued their shouting. Pilate addressed them a third time. What evil has this man done? I find him guilty of no capital crime. Therefore, I shall have him flogged and then release him. With, a loud, with loud shouts, however, they persisted in calling for his crucifixion, and their voices prevailed. 
The verdict of Pilate was that their demand shall be granted. So he released the man who had been imprisoned for rebellion and murder for whom they asked, and he handed Jesus over to them to deal with as they wished. As they, were led, as they led him away, they took hold of a certain Simon, a Cyrenian who, had come, who was coming from the country, country. And after laying the cross on him, they made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed Jesus, included many women who mourned and lamented him. Jesus turned in to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep instead for yourselves and for your children. For indeed, the days are coming when people will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. At that time, people will say to the mountains, Fall upon us, and to the hills, cover us. For if these things are done when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Now two others, both criminals, were led away with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him and the criminals there, one on his right, the other on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They divided his garments by casting lots. The people stood by and watched. The rulers, meanwhile, sneered at him and said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the King of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon because of an eclipse of the sun. Then the veil of the temple was torn down the middle. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. Please kneel. Please stand. The centurion who witnessed what had happened glorified God and said, This man was innocent beyond doubt. 
When all of the people who had gathered for this spectacle saw what had happened, they returned home beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances stood at a distance, including the woman who had followed him, the women who had followed him from Galilee and saw these events. Now there was a virtuous and righteous man named Joseph who, though he was a member of the council, had not, con- had not contested, uh, consented to their plan of action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea and was awaiting the kingdom of God. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. After he had taken the body down, he wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in the rock-hewn tomb in which no one had yet been buried. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come from Galilee with him followed behind, and when they had had seen the tomb and the way in which the body was laid in it, they returned and prepared spices and perfumed oil. Then they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you. My allergies are getting to me. I've had no less than three COVID tests this week, so I'm good. But what does all of this mean, this passion? What does everything mean that we've just heard here today? Well, I've got a a little story that I want to tell first. And it was when I was accepting my invitation into the formation as a deacon. I told a dear friend of mine that I would be filled with study and a lot of sacrifice. So I wouldn't be helping her anymore in her radio show. She said something to me that really kind of took me aback, really by surprise. And first of all, she wished me good luck. And then she asked this question. She said, are you willing to die for Christ? At first, I really had no idea what she meant. See, when asked questions like these, a lot may go through one's mind. Was this just a metaphor that she was um, asking me, or did she really mean what she was asking? You know, sometimes it may be a struggle to give that right answer, just thinking about the suffering and the emotions or what we would have to endure. Now, who would really want to go through all of that? So I gave her my answer. And I didn't really have to think about this one too long. And it's because Christians, with suffering that is united in Christ, our death means life. We begin this Holy Week with Palm Sunday by remembering the Lord's passion. Now, the word passion, like the word love, is a used and abused term that we use every day. But when we speak of passion in the case of what our Lord underwent, 
there's room for multiple understandings of passion. And he shows us passion in all the facets in which we should live our lives today. And this is what he meant. First thing is we notice in our first reading is our, our Lord puts up no struggle, almost like a lamb to a slaughter. The suffering servant from today's first reading. So his passion, really, it meant suffering. Our Lord suffered greatly for us. In his passion, we see Isaiah's parable of the suffering servant fulfilled. And passion meant having something done to you that is not necessarily pleasant. And in today's second reading, St. Paul reminds us that his passion is meant for others. It's what drove our Lord to empty himself by assuming human nature and undergoing the passion. It was not a passion for honors. He already had them. It was not a passion for gain. You see, as God, he already had everything and needed nothing. And it was not a passion to excel. He was the son of God. In eternity, before he was ever born to our mother Mary, it was a passion for his father and for each and every one of us. And next, his passion also meant emotion. In Luke's account of the Last Supper, our Lord expressed how committed he was to his disciples and how he desired to be with them before suffering. See, passions can be a good or a bad thing. He was passionate, passionate about his cause. We can only imagine the emotions that he was experiencing knowing that one of his most trusted friends was getting ready to betray him. See, the fear he experienced in Gethsemane of what he was going to undergo were tremendous. The betrayal and abandonment by his disciples that he experienced when things became dangerous and the torture and ridicule he underwent was immense. But most importantly, passion means love. See, people are encouraged today to be passionate about what they do or to change what they're doing if they're not in love with it. And we're expected to love what we do. And we consider people blessed who love what they do. However, the mystery of Christ's passion shows us that it isn't so much loving what we're doing, but loving those for whom we're doing it for. We may not love the cross, but we take up our crosses daily for those that we love. Jesus loved us and loves us through the cross and undergoes the passion to teach us what passion truly is. See, Holy Week has begun. 
in imitation of Christ in these days, contemplate not what we love or don't love, but whom we love through what we do. As we follow our Lord step by step and blow by blow to Calvary, ask him today as we receive him in the Eucharist to show us for whom he is suffering. And we know that is each and every one of us. You know, when my friend asked me that question, I immediately gave her the answer, and it was out of love for him. I said, yes, I would die for him because he died for me, for us. So what does this all mean? It means love. It was out of his love that he did this. Out of love, we are all really asked to die for him. Let us stand now as we profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, life from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things remain, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was the carnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified in a pontius body. He suffered death, it was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And it's keeping to have no end. And believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who precedes the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one death, forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. In today's first reading, Isaiah testified, the Lord God is my help. With Isaiah's faith, we call to mind our needs and the needs of our brothers and sisters as we turn to God for help. The response is, hear us, O Lord. For the church, that our participation in the liturgies of this holy week of the year may renew in us our faith, our trust, and our hope in the Lord, inspiring us to carry the message to the world through what we say and do. We pray to the Lord. Hear us, Lord. For Pope Francis, Archbishop Amen, all the priests and deacons of our diocese, may the celebration of the Paschal Mysteries lead us to a deeper appreciation of our baptism into the, into the death and resurrection of Christ. We pray to the Lord. 
Hear us, Lord. For our parish community during this Holy Week, may we walk the journey from embracing the cross to celebrating Easter joy. We pray to the Lord. Hear us, Lord. For the elect and the, and the candidates preparing to enter the church, that this Lenten journey may lead them closer to Christ. We pray to the Lord. For the innocent people of Ukraine and around the world harmed by violence, may God bless and console them. We pray to the Lord. For all who have died in Christ, especially Louis Zerang, Sergio Gutierrez, and Horace Joseph Gervais, May our, may our Savior welcome them into the joy of his presence. We pray to the Lord. And for all for whom this Mass is being offered, which is our St. Peter Parish parishioners, we pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, lead us as we walk the way of the cross with your Son. May our acceptance of our crosses deepen our joy in the new life offered to us through the sacrifice of your Son and our Savior, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now let's join together to pray our family prayer found on the inside cover of the red hymnal. Loving and faithful God, through the years the people of our archdiocese have appreciated the prayers and the love of Our Lady of Prompt Succor in times of war, disaster, epidemic, and ill. Come to you, Father, with Mary, our mother, and ask to help us against violence, murder, and racism. We implore you to give us your wisdom, that we may build a community founded on the values of Jesus, which gives respect to the life and dignity of all people. Bless parents that they may form their children in faith. Bless and protect them, and may peacemakers of our time. Give consolation to those who lost loved ones through violence. God, give us the perseverance to be a voice for life and human dignity in our community. We ask this through Christ our Lord, a lady of prompt succor, hasten to help us. Mother Henriette DeLille, pray for us that we may be a holy family. Amen. Please be seated.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be accepted to God, the Almighty Father. Through the passion of your only begotten Son, O Lord, may our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that Though we do not merit it on our own deeds, yet by the sacrifice made once for all, we may feel already the effects of your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with you Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord, through whom innocent, he suffered willingly for sinners and accepted unjust condemnation to save the guilty. His death has washed away our sins and his resurrection 
has purchased our justification. And so, with all the angels, we praise you. As a joyful celebration, we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and work of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and you make them holy. And you never cease to gather people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. On the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing broke the bread and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to the disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which we poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, O oh Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ, may make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may attain an inheritance with your elect, especially the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Peter, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence <coughs> we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, Gregory, our Archbishop, his assisting bishops, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you've gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of his family, whom you summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you as they're passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom we sow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, performed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Grace and grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, may always be free from sin, and safe from all distress, as await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And grace you grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. 
Amen. Peace to the Lord with you always. Let us offer to each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Rest of those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Oh, 
Please join in our song of praise in the red hymn book, number 489. O sacred heads surrounded, number 489.
Let us pray. Nourished by these sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that just as through the death of your Son, you brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection, we may lead us to where you call, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Just a couple of reminders for you that all of you are invited to participate in the sacred Triduum and to celebrate with our RCIA and RCIC candidates and catechumens as they receive the sacraments of the church at our Easter vigil. A schedule for these liturgies is available in the back of church, in the bulletin, and on our website. And just to remind you as well, there's a time for our confessions, and on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Most Holy Trinity, the deanery is having a reconciliation service there, with priests from all over the deanery are going to be there to hear confessions. That's on Wednesday night. You can check it out in the bulletin and on our, on our website as well. And remember that Good Friday is day of fasting and abstinence. It's also the day that the novena for the divine mercy begins as well. I think we have pamphlets for our divine mercy novena off to the side by the image of divine mercy. The Lord be with you. And with, and your, with spirit. your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. St. Michael, the Archangel, the Archangel defend us in Be your protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who proud for the world, seeking to murder your souls. Amen. Our closing in the Red Hymn Book, number 461. Lord, who throughout these 40 days? 461. Just to love us.